I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. All right, last 10 minutes or so here. Let's try to get in two more questions. Uh, I like this one a lot from Big John. We've talked about this a little bit before, but... Uh, why don't we see more cross training of coaching staffs, offense spending time in defensive mm. meetings and vice versa during the off season? Kyle has credited that a lot with his development. Seems like a good oppo research. I agree, man. Like at the end of the day, yeah. you want to know what your opponent's thinking so that yeah. you can try to defeat it, how they approach certain things, how they look at what you do. And I think there's a lot of, I mean, I, if I was a coach, I would hundred percent do that every off season. I would have my defensive coaches scouting my offensive and like do it from a scout's perspective. Like, Hey, if you're preparing for us, what do you see? What are you, what are you, you trying to put together? But I would also have in the meetings, like let's, let's divide up and come up with a game plan and a defensive and an offensive. And let's do it with a room of mixed coaches and see how it's yeah. different than when we just have all defensive coaches or all offensive coaches in the room because you just see the game differently and where the weaknesses, the strengths, places you can exploit, places you feel comfortable, all that. Yeah, I remember this was something, uh, you know, Wes Phillips was here and he was kind of in between jobs for a minute and his dad, Wade, was coaching in L.A. And he said, hey, I'd like you to be a defensive um, assistant, defensive quality control, something like that. And, you know, Wes was kind of hemming and hawing about it. And one of the reasons Wade said is I just want to see – see the game from an offensive perspective. I want to see how you view these concepts and how these concepts are trying to attack what we're doing defensively. And so I do think that this happens more, more frequently than people think, but I really like what you were saying there, Craig, is like in the off season, can you bring in a defensive coach, a guy that's very forward thinking and say, Hey, sit with us. Let's talk about these coverages, how you think they're coaching them. Cause I mean, that's one of the things to me that, that made Sean, that made Kyle, that made Matt, that made Mike, that made them great. And I think it's one of the things that, you know, I kind of has led to the proliferation of that coaching tree is they, and I, not, and it's not unique to them, but I do think that they really buy into this is this idea of like understanding what the defense is trying to do is like, know thy enemy, like know how they're coaching 
their cover three, know how they're coaching their quarters. And if the, and if you know how they're coaching it and I know your rules and I know, Hey, you got to carry one to the flat or carry two to the flat. Like I can break those rules. I can find concepts and design that break those rules. How are you fitting this run? That's a little bit easier to determine the coverage is where you really get kind of that elite game planning element, right? If I really know what you're trying to do. So I think that that's a really good idea. I think it happens probably more than fans acknowledge, but I do think that it could still be more, be more, be more prevalent, excuse me. Um, because I think it's such a, a valuable piece of, of game planning and cultivating offense in the NFL. Can you give an example from your career of something you learned from a defensive player or coach that helped you to like kind of flush out this idea of why it would be helpful? Oh yeah. I mean, even just something like as, as simple as route stems, right? It's like if number two, which like, let's say I'm the tight end to the right and there's a, the Z receivers outside. If number two pushes to the seam, my eyes go to number one or something like that. I, I'm trying to remember this was in Atlanta. So if I push to the seam, which is kind of a widened release, my eyes go to number one. So for me, like I got to know in two by two that if I push to the seam, his eyes are going to go away. And now I'm running the route off of the middle linebacker technically, right? Because he's pushing to undercut the route by number one. So I'm not trying to beat that linebacker. I'm trying to beat the linebacker. I'm, I'm not trying to beat the linebacker to my right. I'm trying to beat the linebacker to my left. So how does my route change once I do that? I push for width. Let's say I'm running an in. I have to get back nice and tight to stack that middle linebacker to run out. Or even something as simple as cover two, right, out of a three by one, like that Sam linebacker who's right over top of you is going to push to the flat. So I don't want to run the route off of that guy, the stick, like a little stick, like a little five yard out. I want to run the route off the mic. So just understanding their rules and how they push to stuff and how they match stuff it's like getting the answers to the test, right? It's like understanding in a run front, like when it's a when it's a read six versus a, a penetrating six, like he's going to play the C gap. And understanding that difference affects my technique and makes it way easier for me as a player to put myself in a better position to be successful. And like one of my biggest regrets as a player from my career was not studying coverages the same way I studied fronts because it – even though I was a slow guy, like when I knew a coverage, I could get open. Even if I knew what type of man coverage it was, like I could get open, right? Because I knew where the help was. I knew how to stress him. I knew how to put myself in the best position. So, I mean, it's it's a huge element. And again, it's something I wish I would have spent more time on playing. But um, yeah, I think it's good for players, good for coaches, good for everybody, quite frankly. And um, yeah, I do think uh, it, it happens a lot. But, you know, I think there's always more room for that kind of stuff. All right, last one. Uh, this one also from our guy, Sammy. He says, is there any chance or thought by coaches we can use Jamin Davis in a Micah Parsons role at times? Considering Davis's speed and athleticism, it sounds like a solid bet, but I'm sure there's more to it. Logan? Right. I think this is something that I've heard a couple of times with Jamin specifically. And I think you got to look at, and you, you could probably speak to this too, Craig, as a strength coach, is there are different types of athletes. And when you look at Micah Parsons, he's got this excellent kind of fluidity and rhythm and this reactive strength that lends itself to being a good pass rusher. And when you look at Jamin, he's a little bit higher cut, he kind of plays a little bit higher. He um, He's not quite as flexible through his thoracic spine. He, la he lacks that bend and that rhythm. And what I mean rhythm is so really good rushers when you watch a lot of film of a rusher they understand distance to the blocker really, really well. So it's like, I know on my third step, my outside foot's going to be up. 
right? I can do my cross chop with my right hand and be in a good power position to establish my next step to, to turn the corner on the rush, right? And Jamin just doesn't have that kind of feel, right? And I think when you say Micah Parsons compared to Jamin Davis from an athletic standpoint, I think it's easy to say, oh, they're the same, right? But I had a conversation at the high school I was at with a, the coach from Virginia Tech who coached linebackers when he was in Penn State. And he basically said that, uh, or he told the, the, the coach there, RJ Windows, who told me that, Micah Parsons would have been the first running back selected if he had chosen to play running back in the NFL. Like that's the type of athlete you're dealing with right. in Micah Parsons. I think it's important to remember, dude ran a four, three. He had like a 40 inch vertical jump. Like he is like Jamin's an elite athlete. Micah Parsons is a super elite athlete. Like he's like, you know, I hate to say one of one. Cause I say that a lot, but he is that dude. He's like in that, he's in the 1% of the NFL guys. He's in that Julio Trent Williams, cut of athlete and so when you have a guy that's just that much better than every every single human being on the field it's like he can do stuff and so as much as Jamin's an excellent athlete he's not quite the same athlete as Micah there's also a difference between being a good blitzer and a good pass rusher that's um, a great point that's and great point. I think Jamin's a pretty good blitzer um he's got good timing um, he can anticipate, uh, he's gotten, it's, it's gotten better, right? Like yeah. he just mm -hmm. understands when it's time to fire, where the gap's going to be. And he's caused a, a fair amount of pressure this year. That's different than lining up over Trent Williams and being like, let's have a go. Right. Um, if Jamin lines over up over Trent Williams, well, Trent's a bad example. Cause if everyone lines up over Trent, you're, you're not gonna have a great day. Um, but if you line up over a, an, an offensive tackle and it's like one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I'm coming. I don't know that that goes so great for Jamin. And again, that doesn't make him a bad football player. He's just a middle linebacker. He's not a, or he's a yep. linebacker. He's not a, he's not an edge player. Um, there's a reason that edge players look like Chase and Montez and Von Miller. They're, they're heavier through their lower half. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's a more power there. There's more anchor there. Um, there's more drive there. And Jamin, again, like, yeah, if he tried to line up and, and hit me, I would go flying. Uh, but like, I'm not an offensive tackle in the NFL. Um, like, so let, let me just about, say this. Like, I would like to pass block Jamin. I would not like to pass block Micah Parsons, right? And yeah. it's a little bit because of the feel. He just doesn't have the feel for it. Now, to Jamin's credit, because I don't want people to think we're hating on Jamin, like, he's a much better coverage player than Micah is. Like, while Micah right. is very good at, like, rushing, like, Jamin understands spots pretty well. He understands how to, like, line up in main coverage, and he's in, improved in that area a lot. And so this is going to sound crazy, but a lot of people, you know, say Micah, 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 and they should because he's a beast. But, like, in terms of pure linebacker play, Jamin's probably a better linebacker at this point in his career because of the coverage ability and because of that, the blitzing ability. He is a more conventional player at the position. So I, I think it's it's easy for fans to be like, oh, man, let's use him like Micah Parsons. It's important to remember Micah Parsons is is that is is very athletically gifted to rush the passer in the way that he is. But it detracts from his ability to do some of the stuff that Jamin does really well. And so that's one of the things about a the draft and a talent evaluation, all this kind of stuff that makes it kind of fun is I bet you there are some teams, not Micah Parsons, Jamin Davis is a little bit of a rough example, right. but who would value Jamin's skill set very, very highly um, compared to some other linebackers, you know, in the NFL. Sure. Uh, I think every team would rather have Micah Parsons than Correct. Jamin, but that says more about Micah than it does Jamin. That's Correct. not saying yes. Jamin, like saying Jamin Davis is not Micah Parsons does not mean Jamin Davis is a bad football <laughs> player. Like Micah Parsons, uh, did like, he win defensive player of the year last no, year? No, but he was up for it for a long But he was up for it. Yeah. Oh, last year you're saying. 
I don't know. He was close though. He was close. Yeah, I mean he's he's an all pro player. People um, like so some I forget some old head that you know was working with Bill Parcells said he was just as good as Lawrence Taylor, who might be the best defensive player in the history of the NFL. Like it's a different it's a different pantheon of athlete that you're right. dealing with. So And that and that again to get back to the, the root of the question of like could you use him in a Michael Parsons role? That's why you can't because he's just not that kind of athlete is as athletic and skilled as Jamin is. It's a different skill set. Um, yeah. And, and so that's why it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Could they blitz him more? Maybe, but blitzing is different than lining up over a tackle and just being like, go ahead, man. And that's a, a good time. That's, that's such a good point because it, it is a different skill set, but also it's like Micah Parsons hasn't played defensive end since high school. Think about yeah. that. And he's just out there beating the, the best offensive lineman in the world. Like it is unbelievable when you, when you sit down and think about it, his athletic, and he's just off of some athletic stuff. Like when you watch his rushes, it's not like, Oh, that's a really detailed rush. It's like, he's just strong and fast and he's good at kind of understanding leverages. And yeah. Which the leverage part is, is it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Huge, huge deal. All right. Uh, that is the podcast for this week. Uh, we'll be back with two more next week. Uh, thanks for the patience on the extra day's wait. Uh, apologies. Uh, I didn't have a voice, which makes it really hard to do a podcast. But uh, should be back Tuesday, Thursday, next week, Monday, Wednesday on the YouTubes. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you are watching watching or listening right now. If you combine those words, Logan, it's watching it. <laughs> watching it right now. Uh, for Logan, I'm Craig. We'll see you next time. I'll take care. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.